All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dragon Mark Symphony here on Natural One Media. I am your DM, Dylan, here with my friends. And uh, last week, we had a bit of a smaller party, but that didn't stop us from accomplishing a few things. Mainly, getting together a nice, solid plan for what the party is going to do in the wake of the incident on the lightning rail that feels like forever ago, but was actually just 48 hours ago. Uh, the attack at the apartment buildings uh, after their attempt to meet with Matthias Caldrew. Um, it just seems like one thing after another has happened, and so there was a split in the party as far as what step they should take next, whether they need to uh, head further south uh, to investigate uh, where some of those warforged may have originally been posted, their original stations in the war, uh, or to Keep go that in mind, folks. Or to go deeper into the northern part of the city itself uh, and pay a visit to the Velvet Curtain, which is uh, considered to be a uh, congregation spot for a lot of the wealthy and social elite uh, of the city of Rote including one Ezekiel Eberson, who the party uh, believes may have been responsible for the incident at the apartments previously, uh, or at least was involved in some fashion. So, in the last session, uh, our uh, party members reconvened at the cow's eye after waking up, uh, got themselves some breakfast, and they decided on what they wanted to do. Uh, and so, Johannes, what was the decision that the party made? We are going to go towards the Velvet Curtain. All right. Uh, we have some investigation, and... though, first. Absolutely. Before you just go waltzing into the Velvet Curtain, there's going to be a lot of other things that need to be accomplished first. So, uh, Dak, what's your group going to be doing? Um, I do believe that we're going to go find costumes and disguises. Why do you need costumes and disguises? Because uh, we're playing, we're putting on a con, and I'm going to be dressed as a dignitary. Excellent. Who's going with you? I believe it was Nathan. Uh, I was going with Uncle. Correct. Yep. So Nathaniel and Dak are going to be uh, getting some custom-sized outfits uh, to help with the appearance that all of you are a foreign dignitary. Um as well as uh, their uh, traveling troop and some bodyguards accompanying them uh, as they visit the city. Uh, okay, forklift certified. Yes. Uh, Silva, what is your group going to be doing? Oh, let's see. <laughs> so I believe it is myself and if i remember correctly it is myself and johannes not quite but no <laughs> uh oh no it was me and set um well i needed to f the first thing i needed to do i know was yeah like i just need to obviously take care of my spells but Man. <laughs> you got this. 
that is absolutely correct. The Caspian presented Morgrave University's library as oh, yes. a good place for you instead to go to because the library provides uh, uh, nice secluded rooms, like study rooms, where you would have plenty of time to be able to transfer some of your spells over. But in addition to that, there's something else that you could pick up from the library, too. Right, the... Well, part of going to the library was... At least for set's sake, was uh, well part of the going to the library is to see if we could get a floor plan for the velvet curtain. Boom, shakalak. Yep, according to Caspian, uh, the library keeps records of uh, some of the the floor plans of the more historic buildings um, that have been around the city uh, for quite a while, um, as well as like various you know architectural journals, things like that. Uh, so it is believed that you will possibly be able to pick up a, uh, some record of that floor plan, which is ideal for a group of strangers that are going to, uh, attempt to work their way in there and need to know where everything is positioned. Uh, Johannes. Yes. What is your group doing? It's me and Caspian, and I believe we were going to go try to find, um, the schedule for when, um our mark is going to be actually going to the opera. That is correct. Uh, a little more nebulous, but you're going to be sort of checking the immediate area. Might have to do a little bit of, a uh, um, little bit of spying, a little bit of eavesdropping here and there, but you need to figure out what day exactly, uh, that Ezekiel Eberson could be expected to attend, uh, the velvet curtain. um, as well as possibly pick up a few, a little bit more information on uh, Eberson himself, uh, if you are able to. All right. So those were the kind of the three groups that we it was decided that we would split the party into. Um, with all of that information gathered, that's going to allow us to, uh, we'll know what time exactly we actually will be meeting at the Velvet Curtain, where our mark is going to be. Uh, we'll have the the outfits ready. Uh, we did also briefly discuss the roles that each person will play. Uh, I don't know how much of that you, you all recall, um, but there was talk, of course, of Dak playing the role of the foreign dignitary uh, and would uh, communicate largely using a... Uh, foreign uh language depending on who you speak to uh Dak proposed the idea of speaking uh Radron, uh and it was suggested that uh he should have some sort of a translator or at least somebody acting as a translator uh to really do the majority of the communicating between the party and anyone at the at the event itself um, the couple names were thrown out, suggestions were offered as far as who should take on that role, um, and it was also suggested that the, uh, someone should act as sort of like a traveling companion, um, whether it be Silva as sort of a musician, uh, that plays music for the dignitary, um, or somebody else in the party, as well as having a couple of us act as, uh, bodyguards, uh, essentially. So this all this was sort of discussed and gone over. 
once we are able to sort of carry out our individual group tasks, that's going to help us to really solidify what it is that we want to do. Uh, and it is still very early in the day. The day is, we've still got a lot of the day out ahead of us. Uh, plenty of time to execute and make this happen. Um, so if there's anything else that all of you want to do here at the Cow's Eye before we have everybody split off and perform their tasks, uh, let me know right now and we'll, uh, we'll get going right into it. No. I think so. Everybody good? Everybody set? Done all the prep we needed, I think. Yeah, well, well, only I'm uh, set, but... I was, yeah, one of us. I thought they smelled bad. Okay, so, um... In that case, uh, you've all had your full breakfast. Uh, everybody has had a full rest. Uh, I actually forgot to give Caspian a long rest as well. So I'm going to do that right. Take that long rest. There we go. And you should all be fully rested. Uh, so, going back over to my main screen. So we are looking at City of Rote right now. Uh, in order to not only visit the library at Morgrave University, but also to uh, do some shopping and to um, do some eavesdropping, get some intel, uh, the party is going to have to travel over to the northern side of the city, uh, where none of you have really been yet. Um, as you are sort of traveling along, um, Caspian explains to you that once you cross the bridge over the Howling River into the northern side of the city, that there is a sort of shift in the architecture, in what people are wearing. There's a lot more, like, glamour weave present, which is, like, you know, magically infused uh clothing it's meant to be it's a lot more fashion than it is function uh very different from sort of the more common folk uh wear that you you have seen uh in your current travels throughout the southern half of the city there uh there are going to be a lot more guards present as well as uh hired um hired security uh, a lot of the, the people traveling around in this part of the city have the financial means to hire themselves uh, more bodyguards, uh, and a lot of them do so, uh, as they carry a lot of important items on themselves or consider themselves to be an important uh, So, as you make your way across the, uh, the bridge of the Howling River, um, on the, you'll probably, yeah, you'll be crossing over on the uh, eastern side of the city here. You make your way over, you have to go through multiple checkpoints, uh, but with Caspian there, he's able to kind of wave you through each of these checkpoints fairly easily uh, until you do make it to the north side. Uh, the buildings here are much more pristine, they're well kept, there's a lot more uh, marble than there is, like, brick and stone. Uh, a lot of very old, but, like, super well-kept and ornate buildings. Uh, a lot of the people walking about aren't really conversing with each other. They're talking to each other. It's a lot more just people sort of going on their way, um, not really making eye contact with anybody. Uh, the streets are absolutely, like, clean, swept. 
uh, not a single uh, urchin or street hermit or anything in sight. Uh, and as you kind of loop around the um, the shoreline of the Howling River, uh, Caspian points off in the distance to you to this really big, uh, like a light gray building uh, with the sun. Uh, it's sort of reflecting the sun off of it. makes it appear even brighter than it normally is. Uh, very imposing, large stone columns grace the front of it. And there are these two small statues on either side of, like, the main doorway. Uh, one of them is this humanoid figure with pointed ears who is sort of uh, crouched down in, like, this very artistic pose. And on the right-hand side is the carving of, like, a large brutish orc, uh, hands raised in a much more, like, triumphant stature. Uh, and above the doorway, there is this magnificent red, uh, sort of like a curtain or like a banner hanging across uh, the top, uh, highlighting the, the entryway to this incredibly, uh, extremely like imposing building uh, that seems to stand out above the rest. Uh, Caspian points out to you and says, that there is going to be, that's the Velvet Curtain. Um, as far as I'm aware, there is a back entrance, but if we, if everything goes to plan, we won't need it. We'll, we'll go in right in through the front doors, uh, just as any attendee would. Um, the Morgrave University is actually going to be further west. Uh, we're going to have to pass several blocks in order to get there. Um, probably another <coughs> 20 minutes or so of walk. Um, so... Let's see. We need to decide where we want to kind of reconvene once everybody's finished with their what it is that they're doing. Um, so I'm thinking there's a spot, and he kind of points uh, a little off to the distance. There's a spot about five or six blocks away from us here. Uh, it is a. It's essentially like a like a local park of sorts. Um, it's an area with like. This this green field, some some trees that have been planted inside the city, uh, acts as a kind of local park for the area. Um, I was thinking that we could potentially meet over there, uh, but it is admittedly fairly out in the open, and there are likely going to be other people there, considering how nice it is out today. Um, so let me know if you all would rather pick a different location or if that spot's going to be uh, ideal. If there's already going to be people gathering there, I feel like it would make the most sense to kind of, you know, gather there as well. It wouldn't look out of place necessarily. We, you know, won't be able to necessarily shout out everything that we're going to be talking about, but. <clears throat> right. Any, any objections to that? Okay. Um. So I I reckon we'll split off here. Johannes, you're gonna stay with me. Uh, I know a couple spots where we can nondescript, keep up a low profile, and still maybe ask around for some information. Um. 
set Silva. Uh, as I mentioned, Morgrave is going to be further to the west. Just stay on this main road. You don't have to diverge in any way. Just stay on this main road. Head west about 20 minutes. You're gonna, you'll see the main campus building right there. Uh, the library is built into the east wing. So when you get inside, uh, you can ask, you know, one of the students or the faculty members, just ask them where the east wing is, uh, and they'll take you right to it. You'll, you'll recognize it right away. Uh, and Dak and Nathaniel. Uh, you two, I know, are going to be picking us our outfits, our clothing. Uh, just a few recommendations, um, since I'm not going to be with you on this. Uh, I would recommend keeping it uniform for everyone except for you, Dak. As the dignitary, you're expected to most likely sort of have your own style that's going to represent your country. Uh, so I, I'm trusting you on how that would look physically, how that would be... Uh, how that would manifest in the, the fashion, I would I would prefer nothing too flashy that's going to bring too much attention to yourself. Uh, but you, I, I trust you and Nathaniel to work that out. Um, make sure that all of us have some sort of outfit that we can wear. Uh, as far as measurements go, when in doubt, it's better to go one size too big than to go one size too small. Um, if anything, we can always use it as an opportunity to conceal more things on our person if we need to. Uh, and probably no hoods and no masks. Uh, very quick way to arouse suspicion. Hey, tuxes for everyone it is then. That works. Uh, it, it's going to be a very formal event. The Velvet Curtain is home to uh, performances and matters of uh, fine art, as it were. Um, it is expected that you will be dressed to the nine. Oh, and I mean, I can't believe I almost forgot. Uh, he hands both of you a small pouch. Um, there is uh. I've got about 600 gold collected for you inside of that pouch to spend on uh, the clothing. Now, that oh. should be able, that should be more than enough to get you very fancy clothes. Uh, I don't know if you're really going to be able to dip into a lot of the heavier, like, glamour weaves, but uh, do try not to go over that amount. If you do, it's going to be coming out of your own pocket. Hey, I got you there. Understood. The most expensive things they have available. That's that's funny because it's not what. I, um. Okay. All right. So, does everybody know what they're doing? Got it. Okay. Uh. Who did I last give that sending stone to? Which one of you has my sending stone right now? Didn't you have it? Or was Dak the last to have it? I didn't have it.
Who has the sending stone? I, Is I it hope... me? Don't think it's me. Oh, Wait, one of you has. Hold on. And he starts checking his pocket. Uh, we're all asking who has the sending stone, Marshall. Does Silva have the sending stone? Were we given a sending stone? Apparently. But I don't see it in my notes. I don't it, have it on me. The last I, I remember. He procures his, his sending stone, the, the <clears throat> smooth rock. Um, I've got mine. I really hope we didn't lose the other one. Yeah, the last the last I remember was uh, Dak was given it. This is what I'm recalling when we went into Matthias's apartment because you were staying outside and you were going to use the stone if anything came that up sounds outside. Right. Maybe just didn't <laughs> write it. You may down. not have noted that down, but yeah, that's that's what I recall off the top of my head. I don't know if there was anything that was done in between then that resulted in that stone getting lost, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I remember. <clears throat> See, I don't, I don't remember that because Dag has the ability to communicate telepathically. And that's why he was outside. At least that's what I'm recalling from my memories. But sure, let's say that I have it. <laughs> well, I mean, are you able to to communicate that way through through barriers and whatnot? Yeah, as long as you're within three miles of me. Three miles is a pretty that would about cover it, honestly. That was, I that suppose was... you could give you could give the uh, I'll keep a stone. You you're able to communicate telepathically, and then we can give the other stone to. Uh, that was a buff set... table, just in case you were okay. wondering. Yeah. Um. Tag does not say that because he rightfully wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. Well, he Caspian would ask. He he would ask, "What is the extent?" Because that's going to decide who probably should have the other sending stone is, you know, how much you're able to communicate with that. I'm going to say that Dag never tested it, so. Okay. Uh, but he will hand Caspian back the stone. Okay. Um, so he's going to take the stone back. Uh, well, I suppose if there's a time to test it, it'd be now. Uh, okay. Let's give, we're going to give Sova and set the other stone. If you and Nathaniel run into any trouble, try to communicate with me telepathically. If it doesn't work, as best as you can, make your way back across the bridge. Head back to the cow's eye. This goes for any of you. If anything goes south, head back to the cow's eye. That's our safe spot. Um, where's the shop that they are going to be going to? 
I was going to get to that. The shop, what I would probably recommend is, uh, uh, um, yeah, you're not going to be at the south side. It's got to be up here. So you're probably going to be cheap, but you're probably going to want to go over to Van Horton's Morton's. It's, uh, here, any kind of would mark it. So it's actually going to be this spot right here. It's essentially the halfway point in between Morgrave University uh, and where we are right now at the Velvet Curtain. Um, this building right on the shore of the river, that's going to be uh, Van Morton's Hortons. Uh, they sell extremely fine, tailored clothing, highest fashion, uh, all kinds of, you know, these well-known names in the fashion community, stuff I honestly do not know anything about, but when you need to look fancy, that's where you go. Okay, um, so, and Caspian, let me know if this is this will work for you. Uh, Dak, you know, if anything comes up, reach out to Caspian. If for whatever reason you're not able to get a hold of Caspian, try to get in touch with either myself or Silva. Absolutely. And then if you can't get in touch with either of us, then head over to the cow's eye. Because mm-hmm. then at the very least, if for whatever reason, you know, Caspian's just out of your range or something like that, uh, you might be able to get in touch with us. Um, and then we'll have the stone to get in touch with Caspian. Yeah. Very well. We, um, we shall, and I will endeavor to do so. Uh, we should probably get working on this then. Uh, Silva, do you mind if I take the stone? Go right ahead. All right. I'll take it and put it into a pocket. All right. We doing this? Everybody ready? Let's go. All right. Do we need team names or do you think that's too tacky? Team names. I, I think ah, I like the good. idea. No need to overcomplicate it, honestly. Okay. That's no fun. And we're not necessarily out here for fun right now. All right, fair enough. All right. The team uh, dressed to impress, though. Oh goodness. Okay. Let's <laughs> uh noted. Go ahead and head over there, then Silva. All right. And with that, split the party. Uh, and break. Silva and Seth go on their way. Uh, actually, well, th- there's a bit of time before, uh, because uh, Van Morton's Hortons is on the way to the university, uh, there is a bit of a while there where the four of you can kind of stay grouped together, if you'd like, um, before you split off. I'll leave that up to you if you want to, like, stage that out, or if you would rather the four of you go. I mean, considering we're walking along the the same route, I don't see why it makes sense to 
Well, we wouldn't split, but I don't think inherently I have much many statements of note to make along the way. Yeah, I think that's the other thing is like we don't need to necessarily yes. chat along the yeah, way. I'm not yeah. just gonna avoid the t- the two. Like I don't think we should just avoid the other two. But that being said, I don't. I, I don't think it's going to. I, we're going to make much note of it. Okay. No longer have anything to do with those two. We are just going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Four of you head off towards your destinations. Uh, Caspian turns to you, Johannes, uh, and says, "All right, how good are you at eavesdropping?" Um, done it my fair share. All right. Why do you know where to go? I've got some ideas. Uh, I think we're gonna start here. And he motions to the velvet curtain itself. We'll start here. Uh, we'll see. Let's let's step inside real quick. See if they've got their show times posted for their upcoming shows. Uh, and while we're in there, we might catch a few things from uh, the other attendees and patrons of the theater itself. Good of a plan as any, I say. All right. Um. Let's uh. Let's step in real quick. Uh. And so the two of you, uh, step inside of the velvet curtain. Uh. You're greeted with this sort of like atrium or like entry entry hall. Uh. That is very resplendent. It is. Uh. These rich. The the walls are all just like this rich dark oak wood. Um. Everything has just like this polished sheen to it. There are these incredibly detailed hand-drawn portraits uh, adorning the walls that appear to be like all of these really famous performers over the years that uh, have performed at uh, at the Velvet Curtain at some point, and they have these nice like bronze plaques emblazoned underneath of each of the portraits with their their name and the productions they were a part of uh you see over to the right hand side there's like this large like ticket counter uh station uh with a big um desk where uh people are sort of lining up for information and they're speaking with a uh with an uh, assistant there uh Various people are sort of moving in and out, and a lot of them are extremely fashionable, uh, wearing all kinds of different furs, cloaks, uh, leathers, uh, out a lot of outfits that you have never really seen before. Uh, it's all sorts of different types of, of high-end fashion. Caspian uh, says you, okay. I'm going to head over to the uh, to the info desk there. I'm going to see if I can get us some information on some showtime. Uh, you should sort of stick around this area here, see if maybe you can pick up anything from the people that are walking by. Oh, okay. Okay. Be right back. Yeah. And he sort of goes in to join in, like, the small group of people that are gathered at the info desk there. Uh, Johannes. Uh, standing in the middle of this this atrium with various people sort of running about. Um, how would you like to position yourself? Where do you where do you want to go? Where do you want what do you want to do? 
Um, there's no like benches or seats anywhere in the like little atrium lobby area, couple, are there? There's a couple of benches off to the left hand side with a uh, very simple wooden benches with a crushed velvet cushion on them. Okay. Um, I'll go sit on one of those. That seems like it, okay. as long as it's in like major thoroughfare sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you go ahead and sit down on one of the benches. Um, go ahead and are you are you just are you just gonna sit there? Is there anything that you wanna uh, do while you're sitting there to? Um. Uh. I'm gonna like um. Wait, hold on. I, I was double checking to see if I had like a journal or a notebook or anything. Um, I don't really have anything on me. Uh, you know what? I'll take some a little bit of rope and just like start tying some knots. No, that's a little weird. I'm just gonna sit there. I'm trying to think of something like look unassuming in like you know, but I'm like maybe tying ropes is like kind of that would be a little strange in an opera hall. So I'll just like sit there and like look around if they have any bulletins or you know things sitting on the table or around just look unassuming all right important question are you are you putting more effort into looking inconspicuous or into listening for uh i would be for listening for information okay that's what i'd be in that case uh you are going to make a perception check for me okay (laughs) Twelve. A twelve. Seems to being good. You're picking up on bits of conversation as people walk by, but a lot of it seems to be about the certain productions that are happening at the theater. Um, There is these uh, two women that walk by you, um, speaking to each other in hushed tones, and you pick up a little bit from them uh, some sort of drama involving uh some of the performers not being happy with uh the amount of money that the producers are providing and that um you know it would be a better production if they could get more lavish set pieces but they're not allowing it and uh, you know isn't it a shame you know he's always saying that they they could do better performances if they had this and that. It's all very droll and it doesn't seem to have anything to do with what you're trying to find. Okay. Um, And it it very quickly kind of fades into just kind of this buzz of the, the other miscellaneous background talk that you. Okay. Um, Does, can I see Caspian at all? Uh, yes, uh, Caspian, you see Caspian has now made his way to the front of the info desk and is speaking with, uh, a, uh, a young woman that is working there. Okay. Um, seems to be in conversation with her, but you can't, from where you are, you can't really pick up on anything that they're saying currently. Is there any other, like, how to, like, is there any hallways or, like, you know, lavatories or anything that, like, splits off from this main area? There are. Uh, okay. Make a perception check for me. No, I won. 19. This is a much lower D. Okay. Yeah, more than enough. Yeah, uh, you know, you can see the, the help desk to the right. Um, towards the middle, there's this very long hallway that sort of, you assume, leads off to the actual stage. 
and the the seating areas for for the theater. Um, there is a spot in sort of like the back left corner where you see a couple of doors positioned that look to be uh, like they are set up for the lavatories. Um, there is a service door on the far right, uh, just in front of the the help desk there. Uh, that is very is in like plain view of everybody that is standing in the atrium. Uh, okay, and that's about it. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna like wait here like just a tiny bit longer. Um, but if it doesn't seem good, uh, good, then uh, I'm gonna like wander over. Like, if I don't hear anything else in like the next like couple minutes, then I'm gonna like wander over to one of the other parts. Okay. Yeah, a couple minutes pass. Uh, Caspian still seems to be in conversation with the person at the help desk. Um. More people are sort of walking past you here and there. Um, but you're not able to pick up on anything else more. Okay. Um, I'll wander over. What was the last place you mentioned in that list? It was just like a, a place like in view, view of the area. Sorry. I like my brain. The, uh, yeah, so there was uh, just in front of where the... The help desk is positioned over on the right-hand side on that wall. There is a door that looks to be some sort of, like, service door, but you don't know where it leads. Uh, it's it's positioned, like, right in front of the desk, and it is in full view of everybody in the atrium. Okay. Maybe that would not be the best place to wander into right away. Um, can I go, like, walk towards it and, like, see if I see anything on the way there? Or do I, or, otherwise, like, do I notice anyone who, like, looks... um? important here like does anyone like look like much better dressed than anybody else in particular that i'm gonna have you i think that's gonna go at beyond a standard perception that is almost more of an insight okay go ahead and make an insight check and see if you can spot it. <laughs> seven great rolls seven. today you as far as you can tell everybody here is Fancy and rich and snobby in their own special, unique way. Okay. Um, you are looking at a room full of uh, very differently dressed uh, people, but they all seem to be behaving largely the same way, uh, and it's hard for you to pick out any type of, like, somebody who is especially important. Okay. You're out of your I'm out of my element. Um, okay. I guess um Caspian's still talking. Man, that dude knows how to talk people's ears off. Um, I guess I'll like maybe like wander around and like pretend I'm looking at um, you know, the ambiance and the architecture instead of just sitting down. Okay. Can I do something like that? Sure. Yeah, you uh so you kind of look around, you're glancing at the uh, at the the walls, the column work, the the artwork on the wall. Um, important question: Are you like doing anything physically with your body to like appear like you are in- invested in this? Oh uh, yeah, I'm like wandering around and going like, hmm, and like you know. Arms crossed, pretending to be deep in thought, looking at the the nice architecture. 
It's breathtaking, isn't it? Oh, yes, quite. I haven't seen it in person myself. I've only, um, you know, heard stories of the Velvet Curtain. Um, and then, but can I turn and, and see who uh, yeah, who's you talking to me? Slightly and you see that a um, a very a very um, even for your stature, a little bit shorter than you, uh, very very short gentleman uh, walks up next to you, uh, aged face, uh, clean shaven, but with a uh, silvery uh, mane of hair that has been pulled back. It's been slicked back into this very elegant, uh, tight bun, uh, extremely wide spectacles on his face, uh, uh, very deep frown lines across the forehead, uh, and he is not even looking at you himself. He is also just sort of glancing up at the, at the wall as he speaks. Um, but yes, it's a, a breathtaking is a good way to describe it. Who might you be, friend? Oh, you, you really do not know? I did take you for a, uh, a newcomer. I don't recognize your face around here. Let me well, properly I... introduce myself. Uh, and he reaches out his, his uh, hand for, for a shake. My I name will... is Cassowary Dubois of the Third Reichen Dubois. It is a pleasure to make your service. Dubois. Um, Mr. Dubois, pleasure to me make your acquaintance too. Mm. Um, yes, I'm sure it is. You usually it is for a lot of people. Is this your is this your first time visiting the 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 curtain? Yes, it is. Um, I'm in town for a, a few days. Thought I would uh, hear one, of, see one of the greatest sights that I had been told of in the city. Oh, ho, ho. such flattery will get you very far, my friend. Uh, have you decided on which which show you wanted to attend? There's so many exciting ones happening. This particular season of theater, I feel, is very uplifting compared to our previous seasons that we've had. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Could you run? <laughs> could you tell me a little bit more about the shows that you have? Oh well, yes. Uh, there's there's a few that they're going to be uh, presenting this week. Actually, very busy schedule that they've got going on. You know, um, <laughs> at the at the service desk there, they have these beautiful little pamphlets that they print out. Uh, it's sort of like a uh, like a like a bill of address that shows you all of the current plays that are going to be happening. Uh, I like to call them bill plays, personally. The uh, some of the shows that they're going to be having this week are, uh, well, <laughs> and he he sort of gives a bit of a, a grimace. It is uh it is revival week, uh, where they're actually taking some of the shows from previous seasons that were more popular and bringing them back for an additional run. Uh, oh. Not every show gets to have that honor, you know? Only a select few get to be brought back. Oh, how fascinating. Was there any criteria yeah. for what gets brought back? Like, does, do certain people get to vote or say, you know, what... Oh, you know, a lot of it does come down to demand and 
A lot of it does come down to ticket sales as well. Uh, I believe a few of the productions that are happening this week were specifically requested by uh, some higher standing members of uh, this city here. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, the Brilliant Night Blue, I believe that was a personal request of the king himself, or at least that's the rumor that I've been hearing. Uh, oh. But there are a few others as well. Um, Chazius, uh, with an exclamation point. People often get it confused with Chazius with a question mark, which is a uh, very different play, a much more dramatic. Uh, but yes, Chazius with an exclamation point is supposed to be returning. Uh, there is also My Fair Lizard Folk, uh, which is, uh, <laughs> hasn't been around for quite a while, but that is a very popular one. Uh, I know some of the higher lords especially seem to love it, though I've never been able to quite figure out why. It doesn't seem quite up their alley, but, you know, I guess you can't judge uh, those who appreciate art. Everyone appreciates it in their own way, after all. Oh, true. I said the same thing about a good meal, which in itself is an art form. Um, well, th this is incredible information. Are there going to be any difficulties getting ticket sales? Like you said, like, you know, so, so many higher standing folk are per personally requesting these plays. I'm not, you know, I don't know who exactly, but, um, you know, if there's any, like, plays that might be difficult to get in, do you think we should get tickets now? I'm not sure. If you're trying to get into one of the shows this week, that is going to be quite a challenge. I would definitely recommend uh, buddying up with uh, someone who is already planning to attend. So if you know somebody that already has tickets, then that's probably going to be your best way in. Oh, okay. It seems simple enough if you know the right people. Yes, yes, it does. Tell me something. You, uh, you said you were here on business, is that correct? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I am. Lovely. I, as it, as it just so happens, um, I am actually, uh, well, I, I, sh I hesitate to brand myself as important, but, you know. Oh, my dear friend, you. there's no one more important than you. Oh, well, very kind of you, uh, especially for a stranger. Uh, humility sometimes must uh, be reserved uh, when opportunity presents itself. Um, I just so happen to be the great-grandson of Duborin Dubois, uh, who was the primary architect of this here building. Yes, I am a member of that Dubois family, uh, a revered family of architects who have helped to build many of the great establishments in this here city. Architect. Uh, oh. As such, I uh, myself do have quite a few connections here, um, and I, as it just so happens, will be attending uh, one of the shows. Uh, I actually have uh, a few tickets for My Fair Lizard Folk uh, tomorrow evening. Um, like I said, I'm curiosity and all that. I just have to know what it is that makes those fotty dotties at the top of the line 
so oh, fascinating. Oh, of course. I mean, it seems like anytime I talk to Eberson, it's all he ever mentions. Uh, I just have to know, so I'm going to be attending that myself. I would be quite honored to have a fellow businessman, especially someone who is new to our wonderful city, uh, attending uh, as a guest of mine. Oh. What a generous offer, Mr. Dubois. I mean, if you're offering to to me... I'm nothing if not generous. I can see that. Hmm. And a talented architect, too, I'm sure. Yes. Well, if if you would like to make a deal, I would be happy to listen. A deal? Oh. We're business folk, aren't we? I suppose so. What exactly do you have in mind, then? Um... (laughs) Well, I would be willing to treat you to a... a delicious dinner, perhaps. I I work in the the restauranteering business, so I I know some people there. I might be able to talk with some of my connections and get you the best seat in in one of your favorite restaurants. Ah! So you are a practitioner of the culinary arts, are you? I must admit that that type of field is uh, beyond my purview of expertise, but I've always been so fascinated uh, by what you uh, food preppers can do. Yes, well, I'm, I'm more of a hobbyist. I would, I would label myself. I don't want to, you know, blow too much steam, but yes, I've always mm, found a calling for food. Yes, tell please me. tell me. Tell me your favorite restaurant. Maybe we can we can strike something, and then yes. Well, you wouldn't be familiar with it. Uh, even those that uh, are residents of the city, not everyone is allowed in. It's very exclusive. He kind of leans in a little bit. About seven blocks from here. There is a lovely little place called the Witch's Brim. Only the the finest of the fine are allowed in there. And peculiarly, you have to wear a hat to attend. Oh, how eclectic. These places like to Doesn't make it feel all the more exclusive? I suppose so. You know how it is. Themed restaurants. Oh, True. Well, I would be willing to talk to people that I know. You can go check out this witch's brew. Brim is what I said. Uh, <laughs> um, Just gonna roll. But the real question. Wait, what? Wow. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Heart pounded. Please continue. The real question is what time is the show tomorrow? Uh, uh, I, yes, uh, well, let me check, uh, and as he's sort of fumbling around, uh, you feel a shadow over you as somebody else approaches, uh, you look over and you see Caspian walks up to you, he has a couple of pamphlets in his hands, uh, and he says, uh, apologies for interrupting, um, were you two happening to talk about my fair lizard folk? Oh, uh, and, and you see Dubois looks up and says, 
yes, good sir. Yes, yes, in fact, we were. Uh, and Caspian. Making another roll here. Okay. Uh, Caspian goes, I love my fair lizard folk. This is going to be my fifth time seeing it, actually. I am so excited. I heard that they were able to bring back a lot of the original cast for this one. Always such a treat. You know, it's really hard to replace the originals. They do their best, but an understudy is an understudy. Uh, and you see Dubois kind of chuckles like, <laughs> Yes, yes, quite. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't believe we have met. Uh, are you two familiar with each other? Or? Uh, yes, he's one of my, my business partners. Very good, very good. Uh, well, uh, I, uh, should introduce myself, and Caspian, uh, actually cuts him off and says, Oh, no need, Mr. Dubois. Uh, those of us with a certain level of class are very familiar with the work of you and your family. I continue to be impressed by what you have accomplished here. And, uh, you see Mr. Dubois blushes, uh, somewhat, and is like, Oh, well... Aren't we all just regular charmers today? Uh, yes, well, I was just saying to your friend here, uh, that I will also be attending, uh, tomorrow evening's performance of My Fair Lizard Folk, and I would love to have him along as a guest, but perhaps I should be extending the invitation to you as well? Uh, and Caspian's gonna kind of, like, glance over with you a little bit, kind of communicate, try to communicate with you through eye contact, Make a make a insight check for me. Try to decipher what he's. Okay, I'm gonna bust out to... the real dice for this Mind one. Melt with you here. I'm gonna bust out the real dice. Insight, you said. Insight. All right. Plus two. Seventeen. Seventeen. Very good. Uh, there's kind of a, uh, <laughs> bit of a waggle of the eyebrows, little, little tilt of the head, uh, and you think you and Caspian are on the same page. You think maybe what he's sort of hinting at maybe is, let's see if we can get this guy to invite our entire group yes. as sort of one big social party. Yes. Yes. Uh, Caspian I'll... turns back to Mr. Dubois and says, um, at, you know, it so happens, um, it's very kind of you, but we actually have, uh, our own esteemed guests that we are, uh, planning to, to attend with, um. Oh, uh, of course. I, I, we don't want to impose on you, of course, it's, uh, it's very generous of you to, to offer to, to bring us to the performance, but we actually have quite a quite a big crowd going ourselves. Uh, and Mr. Dubois looks at you both and says, oh, that's interesting. So you had a whole group of friends with you and you hadn't even told me. Isn't that something? Sounds like you just wanted to keep me all to yourself, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you caught me. Well, I'll tell you what. You want. Let's say I meet you and your friends tomorrow evening here at the Velvet Curtain. I'll have a talk and see if I can get you into the top box. 
And you can tell with the way that the flourish that he gives and he says that, this this man is 200% trying to impress the both of you. Like, he is he is trying to flaunt uh-huh. uh, his importance and how significant he is. <clears throat> uh, and he sort of gives, like, a cocked eyebrow to you, uh, tilts the chin a bit. Um, I think I could make that happen if you and your esteemed guests were interested. I look over to Caspian, give a knowing like nod, and then that sounds absolutely del- delightful, Mister Dubois. Yes, I think that would make for a very enchanting evening. Um, and so Mister Dubois sort of excellent. Uh, I will see you tomorrow evening. Uh. I'm sorry, I... My manners are just... Down the train today. What were your names? I'm gonna, uh... I'm gonna gesture to Caspian first, because I want... I'm not entirely sure... Or can I... Wait, actually, can I make an insight check to see if, like, I can gauge that we want to say fake names or not? Like, uh, y- yes, but this okay. is going to be... Yeah, I, at disadvantage? Okay. Without outright saying anything. Yes, alright, so that's a 19. Oh, and then an 11. So an 11. Okay. Uh, the face Caspian gives you... The closest real-world approximation to it is, like, Doge face. <laughs> okay so you kind of interpret that as you will because that's about the best you get <laughs> uh I'm, okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the fake name then um okay. the name's jasper jasper rose jasper rose you wouldn't happen to be affiliated with the uh with the rose turmeric family would you oh sadly no uh-huh. Just the old An family op- name. An opportunity to get free wine missed again. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'll get my hands on their fine vintage one day. Oh. Uh, and you, good sir. Uh, and Caspian gives a, a curt bow. Um, yes. Well, uh, my name is Clark. Uh, Clark, uh, I'm going to make him roll for the last name because I'm cruel to my NPC. Clark Bart. Uh, I, I look at Caspian. Yes, Clark Bart. We're going with that. Uh, my name is Clark Bart. Uh, I am new here. <laughs> yes. Yes, Mr. Mr. Bart, he's, uh, he may be new here, but do not doubt what a kind and incredible man he is. Oh, I shall not, not at all. Well then, I must be going, but I look forward to seeing both of you tomorrow evening, and I especially look forward to you treating me to a nice dinner later on. 
Not as much as I'm looking forward to it. Salutations, <laughs> 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 uh, gentlemen. And he, Mr. Dubois, gives a deep bow. Uh, the ponytail sort of flips over the head and it flips back up. Uh, as he's walking away, I go, Mr. Dubois, don't forget your hat. For like when we're going to get dinner at the Witch's Brew. <gasps> oh, ow. Ow. Yo, yes, yes, indeed. Ow. Farewell. And he turns and walks. Uh, I look over, hello, at, I look over at Caspian and say, Clark Bart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, Clark Bart turns to you and <laughs> says, uh, you. <laughs> and says, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what just happened there. I, I I'm not good at names. I've, You're the captain I've, of the. Really used pseudonyms and fake names for like over a decade of my life. I don't know why I just like blanked in that moment. I, t- I don't know what happened. I just, I, just, I had nothing. The first thing that came out of my mind was just Clark Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's Captain. Four on the dice. I don't get it. <clears throat> well, uh, Captain Bart, I do believe we've secured some tickets to the show that Eberson's going to be today. Is that what he was talking to you about? Sure was. Apparently, it's Eberson. Well, I'll be honest. He didn't specifically mention that Eberson was going to be there, but he did say that this is Revival Week. Plays specifically commissioned by uh, the higher ups, and that this is Eberson's favorite play. Person's favorite play. I damn. So there is a good chance. Of... Sorry, which play was it again? My fair lizard folk. Tomorrow night. It sounds familiar. In before uh, the man, like this man, launched a body at us just so that we would show up to the show. It has nothing to do with the killings or anything else. He just launched this body. <laughs> he just wanted like, to, he wants to share his favorite play with everyone. Yeah, everybody, at this show. everyone listening. should go. I heard you're leaving. Fuck that. <laughs> you need to show up. <laughs> Not before you see this goddamn play. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some marketing people be like that sometimes. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, how yeah. how much do you have you interacted at all with actual architects? Because you got it fucking spot <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I have known people. I've known architects. Uh, part of my job also involves like selling like buildings and like post frame buildings. Uh, so yeah. I get to know engineers through that. Uh, and then also another story that I'm not going to tell on a live stream. <laughs> Sounds good. Wherein I actually used a fake name. Uh, <laughs> so the nothing crazy. Uh, spicy. So Clark Bart <laughs> <laughs> says, "All right." So what I was able to get was the schedule for the week, but it sounds like we may not actually need it since this Dubois guy uh, already basically has us set up for our performance. Tomorrow evening, right? Tomorrow evening. Damn, that's that's quick. Uh, hopefully we get everything else that we need today so we can prepare. Um, Do you want to try reaching our friends? We could. Was there also, anything else you I- Wait, sorry, what was that? Was there anything else you picked up on? Any other information? You- um, 
He did say, uh, let me see, uh, the Knight of Blue, I think, was another play. He mostly just mostly just talked about who these people were. Uh, there's a play about a knight in blue that the king apparently personally requested. And then he talked about Chazius with an exclamation point, not without the exclamation point. Also, do you know what the witch's brim is? Yeah, it's some fancy club a few blocks away from here. Pretty hard to get in there. Do you like... Would you happen to... have a really strict dress code. Would you happen to know how to get in? Otherwise, Um, I might be in a a fair bit of trouble. Be rich. Don't be poor. Where I... I think think that's like the three guidelines. Is it a bad time to ask for a raise? What did you? Wait, Come wait, on, Dylan. What do you mean? What we play you these games to escape from real life. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. Dora, uh, I don't even have a hat. <laughs> well, uh, Captain Bart, I don't know. Maybe we. Maybe you should. Um, can you reach our friends and let them know of our plan? Uh, yeah. Let me. Uh, let me send a message over, and he pulls the stone out, uh, whispers into it. Um, while all of this has been happening, (gasps) in media res, uh, we're gonna start with, (laughs) we're gonna start with, uh, Nathaniel and Dak, actually. Uh, as you arrive at the entrance to Van Horton's Mortons, uh, the windows of the establishment are... Uh, adorned with these large life-sized mannequins made of wood uh, that are wearing these this incredibly um, expensive and fashionable glamour weave. Uh, glamour weave, as you all know, is this magically enchanted clothing uh, that can take on these different properties and traits uh, um, that serve as just sort of additional expression and um, artistic creation. Um, so the ones that you see up in the windows have, uh, one of them is this very lavish dress that cuts off around the shin area, um, dark brownish color, uh, almost a bit of a bronze to it. And then there's a striping that is, uh, like a dragon scale material, it appears, uh, and it actually glistens, uh, with the sunlight. And the scales almost look as if they're slowly shifting in place and moving. Um, next to that is a uh, sort of this like two-piece suit getup uh, with these very extravagant floral patterns on it that extend across the back and over the shoulders to the front uh, to an actual what appears to be like actual real living flowers that. Uh, that group up and then sort of spread down the the arm of the coat um, and sort of have blossomed fully outward and, and seem to exist uh, in reality. Um, very impressive clothing, to, to say the least. Um, so as you go in, you are greeted with uh, a... There are probably... Eight or ten people in the establishment at the moment. Uh, many of them are perusing these very, uh, 
various uh, racks and sets of clothing. Um, you see these two uh, dwarves uh, are sort of running back and forth between the different clients. Um, both of them have very thin, uh, well-trimmed, well-kept beards. Uh, their hair is very short and, like, up into a coif. Uh, they almost appear to be identical. Um, and they are both wearing these extremely fine tailored suits, uh, with a very, uh, small overcoat, uh, black, uh, gold, uh, inlay. And, uh, they are sort of running back and forth, speaking to the different patrons, uh, Trailing along with them is sort of this, like, uh, long lines and ribbons of measuring tape that is magically floating around them. And each time they go to a person, the tape flitters around them and rotates and begins taking measurements of some, some aspect of their body um, before it sort of snaps off and flies over to another patient and starts taking measurements on them. Um... Deck, Nathaniel, Hello. you have entered. What do you do? Deck is... Hey, this place is a little bit of fancy, eh? Um, it is very busy. Hey, well, I suppose we get started. Let us... She started out first, eh? That would take a bit longer. Let us see what, um, what they would require, and how much the costs would be. Hey, um, remember, keep it small but keep it clean. And then, uh, mentally, uh, Nathaniel, um, uh, in your head, you hear, I believe that it would be best if they ask why we have slightly shabbier disposition are here. You say that we are here to retrieve clothing for um, the supposed uh, diplomat. I forgot the word for it. <laughs> dignitary. Dignitary. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll think back then. It's like, I we're starting the already bull, then. The bull. Yes, I am merely, a, in this role, I am merely a servant boy. And you are the bodyguard to ensure that the clothing gets to back to our master safely. Do you think that will suffice as a cover story? Aye, that's a good one, lad. Let's do it. Yes, Uncle. And then, in uh, real life, um, <laughs> excuse us, and I'm just sticking my hand out and looking pathetic. The uh, The two dwarves seemingly ignore you and just continue sort of flitting about in between the different uh, patrons. Um, every once in a while, they'll shout something at each other and the other one will run off and grab something and bring it back. Uh, two of the patrons are loaded up with clothing and are sort of roughly sort of turned and sent on their way and they head out the door. Um, so there's a little more space in the shop. Pardon, uh, intrusion. Salutations. One of the, uh, one of the dwarves turns and looks at you. Yes, what do you want? 
uh, uh, forgive the uh, intrusion. Uh, we were sent by, um, we were sent by our master to uh, retrieve several outfits for a uh, for their event for later on um, tonight, um, and we request help to uh, figure out what those outfits uh, would be, sir. Had you already sent in a request by mail? And the other dwarf speaks up and says, No, they haven't, you dunce. He just said that they were trying to request something now. He says, I'm not a dunce, you're a dunce. What type of clothing do you want? Um, uh, 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 apologies. Um, the... Our master is from... Uh, it's not from this continent. They, uh, they come from the Empire of Riedra. Um, is his money good? He has... Yes. Hmm. It's already been converted. I'm not dealing with any more of that foreign money. The I'll take out a pouch and just kind of... You don't have to... We can get... Go to the bank and we can transfer it over. And the first dwarf says, I know that, I'm not a dunce. Is your master coming to pick up the wardrobe? No, um, uh, there is a very particular situation where my master and I share similar body shapes. They are currently entertaining some... Uh, apologies, I cannot go into detail with their business, um, as it is quite... And then uh, I kind of lean in a little bit, conspiratorially, a bit secretive. Um, but since uh, the two of us have similar body types, um, they said that Anything that can fit on me shall fit on them. That was their words exactly. And then they kicked me and sent me to retrieve the outfits. Okay, that checks out. Well. <laughs> Alright, that's, uh, we'll get you right over to this side here. Uh, I'm Morton, by the way. Uh, Van Morton. Welcome to Van Morton's Hortons. Uh, and then you hear the other dwarf uh, shout out. The name of the establishment is Van Horton's Morton's. Nitwit. And he goes back to working on somebody else's clothing. He says, I'm not a nitwit. I'm not a dunce. All right. So, your master's needing some fancy clothing. How many clothings is he needing? My master would appreciate um, five different, six different outfits, um, one for themselves, and then five more for their traveling entourage. Um, the the type of dress that they would prefer would be a traditional Sarlonin dress of the chosen uh, for for themselves. Uh, 
with a prevalence for the color purple. Um, four of the other outfits would be more guard. Uh, the form of guard outfits uh, with shawls that are um, uh, orange in color. Um, and one uh, would be that suit. And I point at the suit with the flower. That suit there in the window. Yes. Who will be wearing that? That will be the uh, my master's traveling minstrel. Oh. Interesting. Ah. Uh, he kind of calls out uh, across the. Horton. Horton, they're planning to buy the suit in the window. I'm gonna think in my head to Dax, like, you sure that's a good idea? We could just get a, a regular one. Um, in your head, Nathaniel, you hear, I, I'm aware, but it, it does look rather pretty, and I do believe it, it will suit Silver well and will make her more, um, Admirable to this plan. I know she was against it in the beginning. I'd your best hope we can afford it. I did not think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Foreign uh, dignitary friend must be very rich indeed. <laughs> yeah, I'm a born dignitary. I've got money, right? I'm not actually Ford and Dignitary. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We didn't bring a rogue with He's us. What's your plan? He's playing the role. Dak's been in this uh, country for five years and he still doesn't know how money works. And he never will. I thought that was the whole point of being a Dignitary. That... They should be honored that you're wearing it. For exposure. Uh, <laughs> Morton <laughs> hit a nerve there, didn't I? Yep. Uh, Morton sort of brings the two of you over to the side, um, retrieves the suit from the the mannequin in the window there, uh, sets it aside for you, uh, and pulls out a large scroll and begins scribbling <clears> down <throat> a bunch of things. All right, so we are going to have the uh, the floral suit there. We're going to have uh, that was one outfit for your master in uh, the purple. Um, in the uh, shows be interesting. And he he kind of bends down. He pulls out this enormous book uh, and starts uh, flipping through it. Um, either of you can make a history check. Like, uh, I sure. can. That's a three. <laughs> oh wait, you say either or both? But both is fine. Okay, cool. Both, both is good. I got an eleven. Eleven. Uh, Dak, you can't really make <laughs> out what's happening with the book. You just know that it is a very big book and very old. Um. Nathaniel, you are able to sort of see as he's kind of flipping through the pages that it appears to be a some sort of catalog of 
fashions uh, and uh, ceremonial dress for different nations and different cultures. Uh, almost sort of like a reference book for uh, the types of clothing uh, that would be worn by uh, high members of different cities, different nations, uh, communities, uh, <coughs> including like uh, color references, uh, pauldron sizes, sleeves, things like that. Um, and you see he flips over until he finds a particular section uh, and says, all right, that is doable. Uh, probably not going to have everything ready until tomorrow morning. Uh, we're looking at one outfit for your master. We've got the floral outfit. And then you said, uh, and you said five other outfits as well, uh, in the, four. in the orange. Uh, four, I uh, uh, Four. Yes, pardon the interruption. Four outfits. Uh, um, anything specific with those outfits? Anything you want, uh, in particular with those? Um, yes, um, they should all have sashes. Um, going from the left shoulder down to the right waist, tapered just above the hip, uh, with uh, a eye design, a uh, design of um, an eye at the exact middle of the sash. Um, they should also have decorative pauldrons. Um, to showcase their station and uh, some form of um, not not a full um, forgive me the words are escaping me um, not a uh, full headdress but a orange cloth that go that would cover the hair um, but is loose at the bottom that can be held together by a band around the forehead. The hair and oh. held together with a headband. Pardon my interruption. Uh, but is there a possibility that for my master there could be a glass crown constructed? A glass Crown, you say? Actually, is your you master how like? Much there was? Is your master like royalty, or it's, something? Um, in in the culture, the glass crowns are often um, symbols of a chosen. Um, it doesn't have to be uh, expensive glass. It, uh, merely having it is the uh, <coughs> is the mark of the station. Embarrassingly, um, my master has forgotten his at home. Yes, it is a thing that happens a lot. All the time, in fact. Uh, a glass crown is going to be difficult for us to procure. Uh, do you have the head measurements as well? Similarly to my master, as I said, uh, um, forgive the intrusion or the uh, forgive the uh, 
interruption, but the uh, the my master's head is about the same size as my own head. Um, and once again, Dak leans in conspiratorially. If I am to be honest, my master and I share the same father, but my mother was a servant. So I am delegated to that role. It, oh. is, it is why the two of us have very similar features. Are you? He kind of uh, brings an arm around your shoulder and sort of steers you away from Nathaniel a little bit. I stiffen immediately. <laughs> sort of, sort of leans in as like, "Are you attempting to usurp the throne, my boy?" Um, is this yeah, like I'm a? Are are I... you planning to like? Like, are you gonna like kill the king? Because that seems like really, you know, we we just make clothes here. We don't do. <laughs> Sir, this we is a Wendy's. <laughs> Dak is going to lean in as well. His entire mind uh, <laughs> is in alert mode because someone's actually touching him. Um, pardon. I can hover hand if that makes you more comfortable. Uh, thank you. I would. Um, pardon my interruption. Um, no, uh, um, my master is. Only a dignitary. But I lean it just a little bit closer. I, there are plans, hopefully, that I can become head of the household. But this... But this night needs to go smoothly. So there's a lot riding on this, then. There is some. Well, nothing's impossible, I suppose. Maybe we could dig around a bit and see if we could produce a glass crown for you. When are you going to be needing it? Um. <laughs> I look at Nathaniel. <laughs> Because Dak has no idea when the, uh, oh, wait, did, no, because we don't know what time Not the yet. show is. Not yet. Yeah, media res. Um, as, as soon as possible. I, I, I unfortunately do not know when the show will, uh, will be held. At that exact moment. The other dwarf pipes up. Did you say something about a crown? Um, yes. That costs extra. And he goes back to... Morton. <laughs> uh, Morton sighs and says, Yes. Horton is right. It does technically cost a little extra. 
with everything that we've got right here, uh, we would probably be looking at, well, let's each have your, uh, well, uh, the floral outfit that you have picked out. Excellent choice, by the way. Uh, that goes for 450 gold pieces. Uh, the, um, <laughs> the outfit for your master, that's going to be about 200 gold pieces. Uh, each of the, uh, outfits for your guard with the orange, a sash coming across. Uh, excellent, uh, fashion sense, by the way. Uh, each of those is going to be 100 gold pieces there, so that's 400 gold pieces in itself. Um... So we're looking at four hundred plus. How much did they get again? Yeah, six hundred fifty gold. Uh, and the glass crown. Uh, procuring it. That's probably going to be. Uh, what type of glass did you say you needed to be? It could be inexpensive, or it could be made of bone. bone. A glass crown made of bone. Did I hear that right? Sorry for the interruption. It could be either or. The bone is more severe, but it is traditional. Will the bone keep you from getting the throne? <laughs> the bone will not keep me from being head of the household, no. <laughs> My goal here is not to, you know, mess up your whole deal. I, I just want to... I just want to stress that we are here to help you. So if it, if you, if you prefer it to be a glass crown, we'll see what we can do. We we won't make you settle for bone. Here at Van Morton's Hortons, our goal is to provide you with the finest. And he's cut off by the other dwarf. Says it is Van Horton's Morton's. That is the name of the star. We aim to provide you with the finest, nothing less. A glass crown it shall be at 250 gold pieces. <laughs> so what would be the grand total? So the grand total, as DM does some math, uh, so we're looking at $400 plus $150 dollars be about 1300 And Uh, looking like 1,200, uh, 1,000, what the, it is 1,250 gold pieces, my dear boy. And who saw this coming? And in your head, you hear, Dodger. So it's, um, I'm I have a tab. <laughs> Do you okay, take let's put it on the foreign dignitary. Uh, um, I'm going to lean in one more time. Can I? Trust you. Again, I can't actually do whatever it is you're you're hinting at. I I can only provide you with clothes. I'm I'm not like affiliated. I <clears throat> we keep me. a clean establishment here. I can't. Pardon, pardon my intrusion or my interruption. Um. But can I trust your discretion? Yes. Oh, absolutely. We, uh, we hold our clients' personal information uh, to the tightest levels of secrecy. 
Uh, Dak nods to that, looks over at Nathaniel. Uh, nods to him, making this look as as subterfuge like as possible, and then leans in. Um, There is one aspect that I have not told you of yet. If this gets out, it can be very, very dangerous for a lot of people. Hey, Dylan. Yeah. Who's the current king of Rote or of uh, of this country? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, the king of Braille, that would be uh, King Boronel. Boronel? Um, Boronel, who resides... Uh, <laughs> king Boronel, who resides in Broken Blade Castle, uh, which you uh, briefly visited. Dylan... <laughs> Help. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dak is going to lean in and say, This plot, that, uh, as you would call it, is supported by the king himself. The king? Yes. Which one? King Boronel, sir. The king Boronel. Yes, the king would like to establish more favorable trade routes between here and Darjin, Port Darjin, over in the continent of Sarlona. And to do so, we will need a dignitary that can speak favorably about them. <laughs> if I become head of the household, um, I can express to the inspired lords that I have met with the king and found his his court to be one amicable to them does this have anything to do with the uh those new roots i've been hearing rumors about them trying to circumvent those siren rats posted up on our soil Yes. I've One heard many whispers. <laughs> uh, Dak is going to do an insight check to see if he's bullshitting right now. I'm playing a Kanye to figure out the other person's line. Uh, is that okay? Go ahead and make an insight check. Of that, I do not know. But he, the king has only told me so much. I've been in mm. contact with some advisors, and I'm working through them, of course, but no one can get close to the king. They are his majesty. Um, so not to mention he has a giant warforge blocking the way. That, of course. Um, but what was the warforge's name again? Because I think we've we know his name, right? That was uh, three is his name, three, three. but the warforge three. Um, I have been in contact with them. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're my very, goodness. You I really are something special, aren't you? I am no 
I'm simply a person that sees an opportunity, as I hope you do too. With that said, would it be okay if we could pay half tonight and then the other half can be billed to the king? Discreetly, of course. Roll a persuasion check. Okay. I'm very, very, I need this to work, please. Please. I haven't asked for anything else. Yes, 22. Oh, <laughs> nice. Damn. Eat him. Get him. Damn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You see, you see a glint in Van Morton's eye as he leans into you and says, I think that can be arranged a little. Let's say 600 gold pieces up front, and we shall send a bill of service for 650 of the remaining gold pieces to Broken Blade Castle. Um, That's, uh, <laughs> under whose name should we write the bill? Uh, good, sir. Um, let's uh, f forgive the interruption. Um, let's say 600 tonight and quick math in the brain, 900 gold pieces to Broken Blade Castle as they do not know how much this, these clothes would cost. You could stand to make a little bit of a profit for your discretion. Are you? Are you suggesting that we exploit <coughs> the king for more money? <laughs> it is what? It you is hear? Money. You hear the other dwarf no. uh, from across the room pipe up. Um, if you're gonna do it, do it already, or be quieter about it. He goes back to what he's doing. Yes. I just stare at him. You are not just a simple servant boy, are you? Is a level of there's a level of intelligence one needs to be the head of the household, good sir. Uh. And the head of the household must um know how to make good friends. I suppose we are going through a lot of hard work in order to cure these materials. It would be app of us to request an additional processing fee of 300 gold? I think we can make 
But again, whose name is going to be on the bill? We must have. Of, of course, sir. Um, when you send the bill over to Broken Blade Castle, um, you one second as I look up their last name and see if I wrote it. Would you require the first name and surname, or would the first name be suffice? Both. Both. Very well. Um, I don't think I wrote it. That's unfortunate. That's fine. We're fine. This is fine. We're all good. Hey, Dylan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what was Triss's last name? Yeah. Why would what? Irigold. Nope. It's the wrong Triss. You're thinking of Milo Mary. Yeah, when we were introduced to Triss uh, in the, uh, not the Kanazai, right? Are no. you sure Trist gave you a last name? He did not give a last name. Did not give a last name. Got I mean, it. I have somewhat other questions around that, but that's besides the point. Got it. When in doubt. Um, if if you can make the bill to a Triss Bladeson, Triss. How is that spelt, dear boy? I believe it's as a the Eberron T, the okay. Eberron R, mm -hmm. the Eberron I. Of course. The Eberron, um, puts the, that letter that is like a snake. Um, uh, yes, the, the, the common S. Yes, the Eberron S, and then the Eberron T. What? <laughs> yes. But don't just stop there, keep going. Oh, yes, of course. Um, then the Eberron... <clears throat> It it looks, it it looks like a mountain with two summits, but sideways. Um, Aberon B, B. Aberon L, L. Um. A Aberon A, A. Aberon D. What? Around these notes. <laughs> you know, I can <laughs> just kill your character again. Again. <laughs> Everon E. E. Uh, and Everon E as well. Uh, the, forgive me, you just said that. The one that looks like a snake. The, um, the, uh, uh, um, the S, Eberron S, um, the Eberron U, yes, and the Eberron N. 
Right. So T R I S T B L A E E S U N. Did I get that right? Um, there it it the first five letters are the first name, but the rest is the second. Ah, Trist B Layson. All right. Yes. Um, address. I believe they are staying at the uh, uh, Broken Blade Castle. Um, the Arth Castle, okay. Yes. So address to Tristleson, Sirleson, Broken Blade. If, oh. uh, it, if it does not reach him, then please put down three as the uh, backup contact. As backup. When in doubt, I would My very mind. much like to see you, Paige. Yes. Sorry, what was that? Oh, um, forgive the interruption, uh, but I would very much like to see you, Paige. Oh, well, it's very kind of you to say. Speaking um, of which, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to look at them and then I'm going to do, I'm going to put my hand on their shoulder and Dak almost forces himself to do it and say House Tallinn will not forget this. I'm just going to stare at him for like a good few seconds. It is an honor to be of service to your house. Yes, indeed. I will be needing the 600 gold up front. Oops. I put my pouch in the sand. Excellent. Excellent. Very happy to be doing business with you. The both of you. Um... Right, well, I'm going to have to get started right away if I want those sashes to look absolutely spotless. And he turns around and grabs materials. Uh, at that exact moment, the doors to the uh, to the establishment swing open. And you see uh, two similarly dressed, sort of like, uh, very cleanly dressed uh, elven, elven men um, sort of step through and hold open the doors as another figure walks through. Uh, very tall, gaunt, uh, silvery hair kept short. Um, eyes are a bit sunken, but the actual pupils themselves are piercing. Uh, very dignified, clutching, uh, his arms, arms kept clutched to his body. Uh, strides eloquently into the room. Good morning. Horton, Morton. Is it ready for me? And you see that uh, Horton looks up and with a bit of a squeak of fear and says, Oh, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Eberson, sir, yes. Uh, we do have it prepared for you. Let me just get it from the back. Uh, and he sort of scurries off uh, into uh, a back room. Uh, and Eberson says, Wonderful. Haven't got all day. 
much to prepare for. And he sort of, his eyes sweep the room. Until they catch yours, Dad. And you find yourself locked into his piercing stare. As his two eyes, one blue, one violet, lock in with you. So much And that is where we will end tonight's session. Next week, we will join Silva and Set as they make their way to Morgrave University's library to uncover their own information. Hopefully, things will go without a hitch. And you will all convene and prepare yourselves for what is sure to be a very eventful evening. So long as we make it that far. But whether or not we will, we'll find out next week. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. And remember, the show must go on. The second show. Who knows? Good night, everybody. Uh, I'm so glad that worked. <laughs> I can't believe that worked. As far as you know. <laughs>